Uh-uh, this is the Blaze the Lion podcast. I am your host, Blaze, Blaze the Lion, Blaze the Doctari. I'm excited. This is a new day. It's a new year. This is a new week. And you have yourself. Did you know that you're powerful? Did you know that you have a purpose? Did you know that you're amazing? Oh, truly, you're amazing. If nobody told you that today, you're hearing it now. You are truly amazing. I am so happy and I'm just so excited to be here on the Blaze Alliance podcast where we highlight powerful beings walking and blazing, no pun intended, in their purpose. This right here is episode 102. We are working. We are working. I want to say special thanks to everybody who has supported the movement. If you are loving the movement, I say thank you. Please like, subscribe, share to the Blaze Alliance podcast, share to friends. Maybe this episode will resonate with you truly. Maybe one of your family members or one of your friends or one of your coworkers who you feel is so annoying needs to hear this episode. So do not hesitate to share. Indeed, indeed. Now, the Blaze Alliance podcast. Today's guest. Hmm is someone who is visionary. Yeah. We need visionaries in life. We need people who are purposeful, who have that vision and are willing and able and bold enough, courageous enough to carry out that vision. This is someone who is a business owner. Big shouts to my business owners. This is someone who has a vision, who had a vision and executed that vision with a company with a brand, a wig boutique in New York. Mm. This is someone who is also a author. Mm. And I'm excited to get into her book during this episode. The title of her book is Eloped, the Mental Health Hospital with the Whisper of God's Voice. Ooh. I want to say that again. Should I say it again? Let's say it again. The title of her book is Eloped the mental hospital with the whisper of God's voice. Hmm. So many questions, so many thoughts, so many ideas. This is someone here who has moved out of her comfort zone from New York to sunny, hot, humid South Florida. Hmm. So we say welcome to Florida. Indeed, indeed. This is someone who is powerful. This is someone that I am ready to interview, and I know that you are ready as well. I would like to introduce none other than today's guest for episode 102, Denise Torres. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today with you. Yes, yes. I am excited as well. So I always give my brief introduction, but for those who may not know you, share a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hello. I'm Denise Torres, wig fashion expert and author. I've been, I've had my business for 24 years and I started writing my book about two years ago. I came to Florida to start a second business and instead I was prompted with the whisper of God's voice to write your book. Mm -hmm. I never imagined writing a book. I never had a vision to write a book. Mm -hmm. I just had an experience that I pretended it was a movie and <laughs> then I 
when the thought prompted my mind, I said, God, it's slow here. So now what do I do? And he said, write your book. Mm. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a great idea. So that's exactly what I did. Mm. I love that. I love that. So go through that process just a little bit for, I have so many ideas on my first book. I know many other people too. Um, what was that process like? Scary, challenging? I thought it was very thought provoking because I knew I had a great story that's unbelievable. Mm. I was in a small car accident, which changed the whole trajectory of my life. Mm. I lost my kids, my house, my marriage, and my business all, all in one day. Wow. So I was, um, my ex-husband had advised me to go to the hospital and his friend picked me up from where I was because I was stuttering a bit. And when he went to check inside to see if there was a long wait, then he courted me inside and said there wasn't. And then I was questioned if I was trying to commit suicide and it was a small fender bender. So there was, I said, no, I was a little confused. And that's when they kept me there and I had no choice, but it helped me to become a from a people pleaser to confidence. Mm. So I share in my book how sometimes you have to go through the furnace to find your true identity, mm. even though I was already working on it with um, being a facilitator for boundaries mm. for a small group for my church. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, if you don't mind, wow, just share a little bit more about, <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from there, what exactly happened? Like, at, so at the hospital, right? So at the hospital, a lot of people don't understand how I got admitted. Uh, I was interrogated for hours, and it was now midnight. I didn't recognize the doctor, and I said, and they rolled in a TV screen where the doctor was and regular clothing. And I said, oh, you're Marisol's husband, you shaved your beard. So I guess um, that was a way of putting me away. I just didn't recognize him. I didn't understand. So they, I felt like I was being kidnapped and, and now I have to figure out how to escape. And I even thought of, I actually did, I called the my insurance company to cancel my policy so that they could release me. And it almost happens. <laughs> and then I had these girls tell me um, which lawyer to contact in order to uh, be released because I wouldn't refuse medication. And as they were transferring me to the courthouse, the taxi cab driver says, some people don't belong in here as if he knew me. And there was 10 of us in there. And I'm thinking, how is he speaking to me? He doesn't know me. And he said, so I paid attention to the gates that he said that you can escape and they can't go after you because it's a liability. So when I entered the courtroom and my aide wasn't next to me and the guard wasn't by the door, I made my exit that easily. Mm. It was almost unbelievable. And that's when my journey began where I had to learn to find my voice, represent myself, and um, finding my voice was the, was the highlight of my whole experience because I used to be a people pleaser and I didn't know how to express myself because I was molested when I was younger. And 
it was so powerful to finally find my voice, whether they believed me or not. Yeah. And um, I own my own truth now. So I know I'm recovered. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, let's dive into this book. I mean, The Whisper of God's Voice. Now, many people will say they hear voices in their head. They hear multiple voices in their head. Maybe it's their conscience, their intuition, their gut feeling, their spirit guides. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, Share with us, uh, to you, what is the whisper of God's voice? It's a thought-provoking idea that I would never have imagined for myself. Mm. I've even had people tell me, you're going to move away and you're going to get a high-rise condo, rooftop, lounge. And I'm thinking, I can't move away. My children live here. And they said, Denise, you don't have your children. You have supervised visits. You only have them one day a week for three hours. You're moving. Mm. So I presented the idea to my children. And he said, Mom, you should. You should move to Arizona or Texas. And you could live like a rock star. He's 14 years old. (laughs) So I'm thinking, wow. So I explored those two areas, not Texas, but Arizona. And I forgot there's no beaches there. So I moved to Florida. And I planted myself there. And when I met the realtor, he says, there's no availability in this building, but pretend you're going to be a tenant. And so I could show you the anemones. And when he took me there, there there it was, valet parking, rooftop lounge, high-rise condo. And I'm thinking, this can't be real. So even the visions that I don't have for myself, other people have planted them for me. Mm -hmm. But today, I can now believe big and dream big. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Our kids, my son is six years old, almost seven. And at this age, yes, he he believes that he knows it all and that he's seen (laughs) it all and he'll argue with me about things. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Okay. Whatever you say. But from an early age, my son would prophesy. Wow. He would say things. He would say certain phrases to me that to the natural eye or the natural air wouldn't really mean much, but it would align with the season in my life that I'm going through. Wow. And I'm like, this is confirmation. This is crazy. And this is happening from he was probably three years old. He would say certain things. Uh, Daddy. You're gonna get a new car. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I, I get you're tired of this car. Okay. He's like, no, you're gonna get a new car. I'm like, okay. And then I would get a new car. Wow. Right? He would say things that, yeah, my grandmother, she has two houses, right? She lives far over there and then she lived like right close by you. And in my head, I'm like, she used to live close by me, but before you were born. <gasps> How did you know that? Wow. It's just crazy. So I've I've seen firsthand how the youth wow. can, be, can be vessels for the whisper of God's voice. And planting those seeds. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. What a story. So definitely, definitely. Um, now, 
take us through just the day-to-day of writing a book. Were you writing every day, hours upon hours? So, was this a 10-year journey of writing? No. So because the business was slow, I was there from 9 to 5. So it was like my office. So I'd watch YouTube videos, and I op- I opened up um, Kindle account, and I figured it out. Mm. But I did have to hire an editor because I'm not a writer. Mm. <laughs> I just had a good story, and they bedazzled my book. Mm. And I even learned some new vocabulary words. Hey. <laughs> hey. And then I had to hire a formatter and have someone design the book cover. Okay. So whatever resources I wasn't strong in, I had to figure out how to attain it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Teamwork, teamwork. From the moment you got that vision, that word to write your book, when did you actually start that process? Many times in life we hear a voice, we hear the instructions, and it's like, all right. Well, let me do this first. Let me. Right. No, I was I was very excited, especially because I had so much downtime. There was nothing else for me to do. But pretty much, I'm. I've always been obedient, and I've always. I've been on my journey with the relationship of God because it's not a religion; it's a relationship. Yeah. And it's been for the since I was, let's say, twenty years now. Okay. So. Sometimes I wrestle with him and I say, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then I'll negotiate with him <laughs> and then he still wins. Yeah. So we've done that because I wasn't even a fan of the location where I was planting my new wig boutique. Wow. So. Uh, That's a a great challenging question to answer. It's a Hispanic um, flea market with many, I would say, uh, Mexicans with long, beautiful, silky black hair. So that wouldn't be my clientele because they have the gorgeous hair. (laughs) My clientele is usually uh, Caucasian and... A few people who came to visit me from my website also found the location to be intimidating to enter. Mm -hmm. So in the location I was at, my windows were broken into. Mm -hmm. They had security at night. Um, So it wasn't exactly the safest place. How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Totally get it, totally get it. But I'm Latina. I speak fluent Spanish. So for me, I was at home yeah. with my empanadas <laughs> yes. and gourmet food of rice and beans. Damn rice and beans. Uh, love it. Take us back a little bit to your childhood. How were you? How was your childhood? My childhood, my parents are both Catholic. Okay. They do the rosary beads. But for some reason, I never prayed to the saints. So with that said, I had strict upbringing. So I knew how to always follow instruction. There was no choice. (laughs) If not, the belt came out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she did it with so much love that it I never took it any other way but as structure. Mm 
Mm. And it's it's so different now where um, not revealing my my age here. You know, I know, you know, I still at twenty five, but from those in the seventies, eighties, um, we got beat. <laughs> like that was the answer. Why didn't you finish your dinner? You got beat. Why'd you bring home a D on your report card? You like that was the answer. In this day and age, it, you you can't really do that to the extent as our parents did it with with us. It's it's just very very different. Kids have so much access to to things. Everything is on social media. There's an answer for everything, and with just so much access, like we thought we knew it all back then, but now with these kids, <laughs> at at, at just their fingertips, they have just so much access to things that, I mean, at six years old, I didn't know half of the things that my son. Yes, they're know. very advanced, I have it's to just, admit. It's just very, 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 very different. Um, which is why I, as a dad, I, um, I take what I learned from my parents. Um, but I also, you know, make some changes. Modifications, Mod- absolutely. Modifications. Right? And I, I listen more. Yes. Which is huge. Yes. And I ask questions. I say, do you know why I disciplined you? Do you know why you're in timeout? Mm-hmm. There's communication involved. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you got in trouble and you didn't even know why. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the time I knew why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of have an idea. But, and I would always think, man, like, what I did do I deserve to get beat by my mom? And then when my dad comes home and then my dad, like, I'm like, was it that bad? Where the next day I can't even sit in the school desk. All right, sorry, mom. <laughs> I, hmm, I wasn't that bad. All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, but you'll never forget. It's true. <laughs> it's an imprint forever. It's true, it's true. literally. Physically. We learn fast. Spiritually. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, what's been your biggest challenge in this season of life? What's been your your darkest time? Yes, my darkest time is not having access to my children for the past eight years. As much as I accept it and I just try to develop my character so that they could be proud of me and I could travel them all over the world. So I have a big vision um, to be even more successful than I was before and to take this time to myself and and make up for the time that we missed. Mm-hmm. And for me, travel is, I have them trapped. <laughs> they can't leave, they can't go with their friends and I love to explore. So from the time I was in college, I did a study abroad, I did a work abroad, and those experiences have never left me, mm-hmm. and I continue to travel. I was just in Jerusalem, and I just love Europe, and I want to expose my kids to everything. Yeah. So I'm thankful that their dad has them. I still say my cup is half full, not empty, mm-hmm. and I pay child support. And I know um, in God's perfect timing, he can restore. And I'm ready when he's ready 
Yeah. Yeah. And I trust him regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm just thankful I still have my children. Some people's children passed away. Yeah. So I can, I will always take my circumstances and elevate them with someone else's worst scenario so that I can keep going. Some people think, oh, wow, um, how could she be so happy without her kids? Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm happy. It's just, you still have to keep living. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know how to do that. So life's an adventure and a journey, and you can make it as fun as you want. Definitely. It's definitely a, a journey. Lots of twists and turns and, you know, and it's, it's like a roller coaster ride where you can choose to open your eyes while on that roller coaster and throw your hands up and feel the breeze and the excitement and your legs are dangling and all that. Or you can close your eyes during the whole time. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want to know. When is this over? When is this over? Yes. Right? So. Yes. It's your view. It's your perspective. Of true. So I even said, God, you could put me in this beautiful high-rise condo, but I still don't have my kid. But I'll take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I always want to feel like I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I'm always on vacation. Yeah. And I use my imagination to get me through everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's been the craziest thing that you've seen in your imagination my future vision Hmm. which i don't like to share because we know how that turned out for joseph (laughs) (laughs) yes so i rather keep that vision to myself okay but it's a it's definitely a vision of much travel Hmm. and making a difference with my purpose of helping people from people pleaser to confidence to building their confidence by wigging it. Mm. Or even if it's lip gloss, or even if it's a new outfit, or even whatever is your super cape, that's what you need to put on to keep going. So I always had a super cape. I always have my makeup. (laughs) And I always have my smile. Mm. And I've had someone tell me, wow, you're so happy. And I'm thinking, how is that possible? And instead of taking it as a compliment, I almost went home and said, how is that possible? Mm. But it's definitely the peace of God. He's the king of peace. Mm. And I said, God, sometimes I don't trust you. And that weight that I was holding on to disappeared just like that. Mm. And I just had to be honest with him of what I was feeling. And it was just amazing of that transparency and then just feeling his peace again. Mm. For one second, I almost went into doubt. Mm. I say, when I'm going through a hard time, when I'm going through a hard season, um, I have certain affirmations and just certain things that I say to myself. And one of them is, I don't understand it all, but I trust you anyway. I love it. And I have so many questions. I'm not one of those who will just go with the flow and whatever happened, like, no. What are we doing? <laughs> Where are we going? What are your intentions? I need to know. Um, I like to have control. 
not not in everything, not in every aspect of life, but I do definitely like to lead. You like to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. So, and there are just some seasons where I've gotten all these visions and all these confirmations, and then unexpectedly, it'll be this even darker season. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I, I swear we were going up. Like, why are we down right now? God, let me holler at you. Nice. <laughs> what is what is happening right now? And in those moments, and I'm waiting. Like, so yes. I said, what is what is happening now? And I was like. I don't understand it all, but I trust you. Yes, and I'm in that same period waiting, and I'm still waiting for my kids, and I still have to go to court, and I still have to represent myself, but now I do it fearlessly, mm. where before I had to be like Moses, I needed my staff, mm-hmm. needed my rod, mm-hmm. and I needed Aaron to Aaron, help yeah, me, yeah. and now I can do it without the rod. Mm. Love that. As we get impacted, as we change, we're able to help others change. As we transform, yes, we're able to help others transform. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. With that said, um, any stories, uh, just transformation that you've seen in your clients from the Wig Boutique? Absolutely. Every day I see transformation. Um, If they're going through chemo, Mm -hmm. I encourage them that this is just a short journey in their life. Um, No one is exempt from from situations and that they're gonna be a testimony for someone else. And that cancer means survivor. Mm. So with that mindset, nothing can take you down unless you let it. So we have to fight through everything, yeah. even through my through my divorce. So I share that journey with them to encourage them that we all have a journey and we all have to be optimistic. Yeah. And we can do it glamorously at the same time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I help them to feel like this is a modeling shoot. This is probably the funnest part of your journey. Mm-hmm. And it was probably the scariest part for them. It's not about the sickness it's more about the appearance yeah yeah so um that was that was very revealing to me because you would think it's the sickness mm-hmm. but it was losing the hair mm-hmm. that was more more dramatic to mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. yeah the uh the joy that we get when we're able to to impact lives Yes. I tell you, that's that's the that's one of the biggest joys that I get. And though I I I like when money comes to me, and I like hearing the ching on my phone <laughs> apps and all of that. When I hear someone's story, and I hear what they what they're going through, what they've gone through, and they share that with me and they say I was battling cancer I was in and out of the hospital and different surgeries and I finally got cleared and the first thing I did was come and take your class at the gym wow and 
things happen in divine timing. So when I'm hearing this story, that morning I woke up, I'm over this gym. Yeah, I'm about to quit. <laughs> I'm not getting compensated enough. All this other stuff. Uh. And then I wake up, go teach the class, and after class I hear this story. It's like, wow. Yes, Lord. Okay. Thank I'm not you. Going you have me where you want me. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So many times I was ready to give up, and then I some interaction, and then you know. You know. It's not time to give up. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. If you if your purpose is to help people, then you're in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we have to go through this life where we develop, right? Same way in the gym where we're building our muscles and our muscles get sore and it doesn't feel great to be sore and the weight feels heavier and you're pushing through. Um, but you get stronger. Yes. You get more resilient. Yes. And then you learn different exercises. Same way you learn different things about yourself. Like, oh. Like, you ever sit somewhere or sometimes drive or sit at the beach, whatever it is, but you ever just pause and reflect and just look back on your life and just say, man, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have never imagined that I did this and like, and it, it blows me away sometimes where we're so caught up in the now, man. What is my future? And I want to do this and I want to do that. And then you just pause for a second and just look back. So yes. Look how much you, you've been able to, to do. Yes. And half of it, you didn't even see coming. No. Right? <laughs> now I'm doing podcasts mm -hmm. and getting written up in magazine articles. Mm -hmm. And soon I'm going to be on YouTube <clears throat> for Wig It Confidently. Fearlessly, because mm -hmm. I'm intimidated by the camera. <laughs> I love pictures, but speaking is... We can't tell. Can you tell? You seem Thank so you. Thank you. With the camera, and that said, we're going to play a little game. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to play two games. The first one is called... I haven't done this game for a while. So if you've been a listener of the Blazer Line podcast, you're probably going to laugh because this was a fun game. And it's been quite some time that I've done this game, but I just feel called to bring it back. So this game is called Color Time. Color Time. Yes, Color Time. So in Color Time, how this works is I, the interviewer, will yell out various colors. And for each color, you're just going to share what comes to mind. Wow. It can be philosophical, it can be intellectual, it can be spiritual, mystical, whatever. There is no right or wrong answer. It's just what you see. You ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Color number one. Neon yellow. Ah, I was thinking yellow. You read yeah. my mind. I love yellow. That's my favorite color. Okay. It's, it's the sun. I think of the sun. I think of the warmth. I think that it's bright and it's happy. And that's why I choose yellow. Okay. Neon green. Green. I think of my dad's maverick, his mm. green maverick that he would <laughs> take me to school and I'd say, drop me off down the block. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't be seen in a green maverick as if I'm only five years old and I have an image to protect. <laughs> How we protect that image at a young age. At almost any cost. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hot pink. Hot pink. I love hot pink. I wear pink lipstick all the time. I love pink. Um, it's a very girly girl color. And that's all I could think of, except lipstick. Okay. Gold. Gold. I'm thinking of how God is molding me in the furnace. And mm. the only way to do that, you put gold in the furnace. Mm. Mm. I like that. Let's go with off-white. Off-white, to me, I think of winter, because you can't wear white. <laughs> <laughs> In the winter. So we're going to go with off-white for the winter. It's a seasonal thing. Okay. Or maybe a second marriage. Mm. Not mm. sure. Mm. Okay. I like that. Silver. Silver. Custom jewelry. I'm into fashion, so I always have to go there. Okay. Two more colors. That's, and you see, I'm looking around the room, right? An <laughs> idea. Uh, let's go with navy blue. Corporate. Hmm. I feel professional. It's a a color that gives command. Royal blue. Even more command. <laughs> <laughs> That's my father, royal blue. No, purple. He's purple. I'm sorry. So royal blue. I guess I heard royal right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Royal blue. Interesting. I never considered blue as royal. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Not sure how it got that name. Oh, no. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Now you got me wanting to research that. Hmm. I think of fashion when I think of royal blue. I think of the accessories and the basketball shoes and hats and laces and the athletic gear and stuff like that. Nice. Thanks for filling in for me. <laughs> I like that. Improv. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Final caller. Final caller. Let's go. Let's go with Forest Green. Forest Green, I think of the preserves. That's where I love to jog. That's where my journey is. That's where the army is. That's where the jungle. Mm. Forest Green. Mm. I went zip lining. I love all that stuff. Mm. Adventure. Why do you like nature? Interesting. I feel free. I feel explore. I feel I feel lost, actually. I actually enjoy getting lost. Hold that thought. This concludes the segment <laughs> of color time. Okay. Continue. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. So yes, um, I go through the hiking trails and I get lost and that's how I feel my life is, but I always find a way out and I kind of do it as a way to exercise that I'm always going to find my way out. I like mazes. So you get lost on purpose? No, I just don't know how to navigate. I get lost with so the direction. Thrill of getting lost. Just knowing I can get out. I don't know how long it takes. One time it got really dark and I got a little scared. I got out. <laughs> you ever fake being lost? Well, to me, that's faking it because that's how I really feel. Okay. So, and then when it takes longer, it, it definitely gets a little scarier. And um, I guess I like emulating what my life looks like. Mm. But there's a sense of freedom as I'm going through it. Interesting. It is. That's it. I can't really explain it, but I enjoy it. It's a crazy jungle. You know, there's one time at band camp, I've never been to band camp. <laughs> but this one time I was actually running a half marathon in the woods and I got lost and all of a sudden I'm like where are my friends where are my clients why am I the only one still running here and I was like I think this is a shortcut let me take this shortcut I don't think it was a shortcut and I began to get scared. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how do I get, get out of here? Uh, I didn't have my phone on me or anything. Um, so I was getting nervous. And then I stopped jogging. I started walking. Because I'm like, huh. somehow, some way, probably three hours later, three and a half hours later, I got to the finish line. I was like, ah, like we were worried about you. I was like, yeah, I was worried too. <laughs> At that point, I forgot about the half marathon. I was like, I just want to make sure yeah. I get out of here. Um, but it can't being lost can be a metaphor, right? For exactly our lives, yes, for our journey. And when you're lost, do you do you panic? Is your first go to to panic or is it to pause and to plan out and okay let me let me look at my steps backwards and, and forward or... so on the hiking trails they have colors on the trees okay so if you follow all the greens or you follow all the reds but i still get lost mm. so even i have my gps it can send me in one direction and i'll still end up somewhere else do you daydream <laughs> i don't really okay don't daydream. Okay. Hmm. Do you find yourself driving to locations and missing the exit? Yes, my brain goes on autopilot sometimes. And uh, Like me this morning? So I guess maybe I do daydream more than I think, but <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm dreaming of. <laughs> I think my thoughts are just taking over and I forget that I have to pay attention. Mm. So my focus has to be a practice. Mm. So I practice on my focus. So sometimes I'll take the navigation off to then exercise my brain. Back in the day, you used to memorize phone numbers. We don't do that anymore. Ask me my mom's phone number. You don't know it. <laughs> 
Do you have an emergency contact number? Wow, you're going to be lost again. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, try that. <laughs> Holy Spirit, where are thou? Uh, I don't know anyone's. I know my number. I'm... Right, but that won't help you. No. So back to elementary school, you have to learn an emergency yeah. phone number. Yeah. I used to know my mom's, her old number. But since she changed, I, I I knew my mom and my dad's phone numbers, their previous cell phone numbers. Right, because they're imprinted now. But now we don't exercise our brain the way we do because we have these t- new technology. Yeah. That doesn't need to retain as much information. But now I'm practicing names. So I'm trying to put a story with the name. So if mm. it's Tim, I think of Timmy Tim Tim. If it's Kate, Kate, Kite, or just come up with something. How would you remember Blaze? Blake, Blaze. I love Blake, country singer. Okay. I get that a lot. I get Blake often. If I go order food or go order coffee or something. Yes, that's the first thing I get of. And I'm like. But Blaze, I think of Blazer. Okay. So if I would need to remember, not Blake, but Blaze, it would be the blazer. Because I love wardrobes. Okay. I'm the fashion wig expert. Mm. That brings me to our next game. It's going to be a a game for visionaries, right? Okay. Impromptu. I mean, you're a Toastmaster, right? (laughs) We got this. This is what we do. All right. So I'm going to start you off and create a story and you're going to finish the the story so i'll paint the picture and the scenery and all that and then you take it away okay and just explain what toastmasters means because a lot of people are not unaware absolutely toastmasters is an organization that it helps to prepare you uh to drink as much as you can no um, Toastmasters is an international organization where they create leaders, where leaders are made. So it helps you in public speaking. And many people shy away from public speaking. Um, they're very intimidated, very fearful of speaking in front of an audience. They're fine around their friends and stuff like that, but around their coworkers, it's nerve-wracking. Um, just speaking, using their voice, getting on a platform or on a stage and presenting. It's worse than jumping out of a plane. Yeah, there was there was something like like public the fear of public speaking is ranked out of the all the fears in the world like it's ranked like top three or something like that. Yes, so I jumped out of a plane recently. Hey, see, there you go. <laughs> I done that and I would say that's much easier. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Oh wow. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. So Toastmasters has has helped. It helps you prepare from giving toasts, from speaking at weddings and funerals, to presenting at your job, doing a podcast. Hmm. Five years ago, me doing a podcast? No, sir. No, sir. And I've been able to present at prisons and schools and all sorts of things. Never saw that coming. So big shout to Toastmasters. Absolutely. Hmm. And that's how I met you. Yes. Yes. Great networking. So, mm-hmm. great, great networking. 
So yeah. now we're going to go back to the stories. Story. Story time. All right. I don't have an official uh, title for this segment of the show, but for now we'll go with story time. Okay. So here we go. You're walking in this room backstage. Well-dressed, well-put-together. On arrival, you are informed that you're part of this big play. Mm. Your wardrobe <laughs> is all provided. You're given your, your lines to, to practice. And you're informed that people who you may know will be in the audience. Wow. You have me trembling already. <laughs> uh, you're handed your, your scripts and a cup of coffee or tea. What next? I pretend. <laughs> I continue to pretend. Everything is like a movie. Everything feels like a movie. My incidents, I thought I was dreaming. And I said, no, this is a movie. Because doesn't dreams feel just as real? Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm presented with my script. I make up my own script. And I just create my imagination. And I told everyone in the mental hospital facility, we're celebrating my birthday, and we're going to get a limo bus. And we're going to the supper club in Manhattan, which is a jazz bar. And we actually did it. Mm -hmm. So you never know when these stories that are presented to you, not only are scripts, but they become your reality or someone else's story very similar. Mm -hmm. How many times do we watch a movie and we could relate to it because mm -hmm. it sounds like your story? Yeah. So I think I'm always put on that spot mm -hmm. to rehearse those lines, mm -hmm. whether I like it or not. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Good job, good job. Thank you. <laughs> See, Toastmasters, it prepares you for things like that. She had no idea what I was going to ask her. Yeah. This is not planned out, pre-rehearsed, nothing like that. So um, it, it helps to prepare to organize your your thoughts because we all have thoughts in our head. Yes. Um, so it definitely gives you that confidence. I've also learned to pause. Yeah. So the pausing mm -hmm. has helped. Power of the pause, yeah. Yeah. Hand gestures. Oh, yes. I still haven't incorporated that. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's, it's the playing with their hair yes. as they're talking. Or yes. I, I see that a lot. And I when I'm watching TV and watching an interview and I see somebody start doing this. Stop. <laughs> it's distracting. Um, or you'll see guys, a lot of guys will. I probably did it here. They'll do a lot of this, and they're talking, and they recall a story, and you'll just see a whole lot of... But that only shows nervousness. Yeah. That's an, a clear indication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or they're sharing a story, and they can't look the person in the eye. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Indeed, indeed. I love it. So what message do you have to women out there who maybe they're struggling with 
hearing uh, the whisper of God's voice. Maybe they're in a season right now where they feel like they've lost everything that was dear to them and they feel like they've lost themselves in the midst of it. Yes, it's interesting because even my son said, Mom, I don't hear God Hmm. and you're the only one. And I said, no, I have friends that talk to God too. So the comprehension of hearing his voice is not everybody hears it, but you have to be open. And I I would encourage women to just ask him a question because I would say, God, why didn't you let Moses in the promised land? I don't want you to hold back anything you have for me, even though I don't know what it is. And all of a sudden, a thought prompted in my head. And he said to me, because I was like, I don't like that. That's not fair. And he said to me, didn't you take your son's Nintendo gift that you were going to purchase for Christmas and take it off the, take it off his list for Christmas Mm. for misconduct? Mm. And I was like, wow, just like a parent will take away something for misconduct, he can do that too. Mm -hmm. So I definitely don't want to miss my promised land. And I encourage people to ask God questions because when I was struggling with that question, why did you take away the promised land? Not only did he give me that thought, but the next week I went and the sermon was about someone else who didn't make it to the promised land. I forgot the name from the top of my head, but that was the answer that I needed. Mm-hmm. So whatever questions, just start prompting him with questions and just pay attention because you might hear it on the radio. You might hear your answer on TV, mm-hmm. another person, or at a sermon. But you have to be... Your kids, yes. <laughs> you have to be paying attention. You yeah. have to be very intuitive. Yeah. 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 The voice is real. I still get shocked when I hear it. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah. And the, the confirmations are all around. And the confirmations that I may get may be different from the confirmation that she gets, right? But it's personalized. It right? is. 100%. It is not religion. It, it's it's a personal relationship. So the confirmations are personalized to what you're going. It's things that you would understand. Exactly. That you would get. Exactly. So if I tell you the things that I see, it doesn't mean, okay, well, now I'm going to look for this and that because Blaze said that's what he like. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Is there any quotes that you've heard or a quote that you say that stands out? Um, in the midst of a challenging season? For me, I stand on, in my weakness, I find my strength. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how he's brought me this far that I can actually speak now. And that was definitely a weakness of mine. And I used to gravitate to people who had the strength I didn't have. And now I've just learned to put that strength into myself yeah. instead of looking for a relationship that already has that. So I love myself more. Hmm. Hmm. Is there a... Wow. Because I admired their strength. So now I can admire myself Mm -hmm. because now I've gained that strength. Mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of work and a lot of people aren't willing to do it. And a lot of self-reflecting and redirecting. Yeah. Do you have any regrets? 
no regrets. I loved my experience married and I no hard feelings with my ex-husband, although we don't have a good relationship. Uh, he's not at that place to forgive me. And it's not that I need forgiveness, but uh, forgiveness is just a place where you're not angry anymore. So he's not there. and um, But no regrets. I'm thankful that he's the father of my children. Yeah. And... I've gotten this far and had my incident never happen, I wouldn't be on this journey. Mm. This journey of self discovery of myself. And I loved my experience in the mental hospital. I know it sounds crazy, but we had, we had um, a Zumba instructor come in. We had movie time. We had adult coloring. We had self reflection. And it was a time to really find the solace within myself. Mm. So wherever that place be, I thought it was going to be on vacation because that was how the car drive initially transpired. I was getting my passport and the car accident put my vacation in a mental hospital Mm. and I still made it a vacation. So see that? (laughs) I'm always on vacation. You know, the symbol, the representation of a car when you dream and not that i'm an expert on dream interpretation or anything yet getting there but when you dream about a car or about driving usually it's a symbol for your journey in life so if you've i mean i've had tons of dreams where i'm opening my car door and then my car on its own drives off and it leaves me and it's doing donuts in the field and all the time. Like, <laughs> what in the world is going on? Um, but it's a, rep- it's a representation of your life journey. So if you're not in the car, you're not in the driver's seat, maybe you feel like you don't have control right, like over your life. Or maybe if you're in a car while dreaming and it's a long journey, Maybe you have a little bit of issues with being able to wait and to be patient like in the journey. So I feel that it's interesting that the car ride, right, was a major shift in your life. Yes. And I can relate to that dream where it takes me back to when I was younger, my uncle used to always say he's going to throw me in the garbage. And that was his way of being playful with me. So when I would go to bed, I'd see this big, I'd see this big dumpster, this mm-hmm. big dumpster that which kept chasing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kept running and hiding in the closet. So oh. he couldn't get me. Oh. And finally, I stood up to the garbage and I didn't hide anymore. Yeah. And the dream went away. Oh. So I could tell you, I was able to make that dream go away by just confronting it. Yeah. And isn't that what life is? Confronting mm-hmm. your dreams? Oh, yeah. So there's something, there is definitely a message yeah. that we should try to figure out. Like you said, you're trying to yeah. piece it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do feel that um, what you went through is purposeful and not in vain. And there is someone or people um, that are going to be attracted to you, that are going to be drawn to you 
to your story, to your experience, to your wisdom. And though over the years you've gone through judgment and the criticism and feeling unwanted and unloved and devalued and all of that, um, there are there are going to be specific women that are going to be drawn to you because of what you have gone through. So continue to be used as a vessel. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> it is getting hot in here. Um, before we close, before we conclude, um, I was hearing something about a a big reveal of some sort. Oh, yes. I'm coming out with my next book. It's called Embrace the Weight, Get Out of My Hair. So mm. the big reveal is this. Hey. <laughs> and I'm embracing the gray. Hey. I really like it. Embrace the gray. Yes. Not everyone cares for gray, mm -hmm. but it's about finding your own comfort zone. Yeah. So yeah. I like to be a rebel. and I'm going gray. Yes. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So this Once. is my beautiful reveal that gives me my superpower. <laughs> they have that for like beards. <laughs> so you have like a blonde beard, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Denise, I want to thank you so much for being a featured guest on the Blaze Online podcast, for sharing your story, for being transparent. I know many times that's not easy and it takes us back to uncomfortable times in our lives uh but people needed to hear this episode yes and i'd like to encourage everyone if they are interested in getting my book it's available on amazon and barnes and noble you could just type in my author's name in the search box it says denise torres and you should find this book in either search box for barnes and noble and amazon or if you want to subscribe to my website wigboutiqueny.com and you will get inspiring inspiring blog posts. There you go, there you go. To wig it confidently, whether it's lipstick or something else. <laughs> there it is, there it is. We all need our superpower cape. What is yours? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. That's a good question. Is it your hat backwards? Do you no. get your superpower? No. Uh, huh. That's a good question. I've always seen myself as a lion. So I put on my lion suit every <laughs> every morning that I wake up, whether I feel like it or not. Put on my lion suit, like with the tail and the mane. So maybe it's the beard. I don't know. Okay. Yes, your superpower. So that's like Samson and Delilah. Mm hmm. When his hair was cut off, he lost his strength. Mm -hmm. So your superpower is your beard. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe it's the beard and the hair. Hmm. Yeah, show your locks. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. There you and go. You know, so hair locks, does have power. Locks represents your your life journey because just like my life. My my locks have been through so many ups and downs and the breakages and turning different colors from blonde to, to gray to black to brown. I've 
I've lost hair. I've so many things, so right. many things in the journey. When I'm stressed out and my eating is terrible, my hair will show it. So see that? That's so, a great perspective from a male. Mm-hmm. See that, ladies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if That's a great discovery. It's suffering from hair issues and beard issues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this was episode 102 of the Blaze Lion podcast. This episode will be available on all your major streaming platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and so forth. As well, we are streaming right now currently in 42 countries, and we are moving and we are going. Make sure, all right, if this episode blessed you, even just a little bit, just a little bit, all right, share, share with someone. Share with someone who you feel led or just spam people. but share share this episode indeed tune in also on the blaze alarm podcast we have our weekly episodes that many episodes called 111 questions right right now we're on episode 99 where i ask myself and the viewers a question and i elaborate on that question those episodes are usually anywhere from four to eight minutes to really short mini episodes um, but those are also part of the Blaze Online podcast. And we have a new series coming up soon. I can't tell you more details about it, but just stay tuned. All right, follow us on Spotify and all of that at the Blaze Alliance podcast. Once again, I am Blaze Doctari, Blaze Goldsmith, Blaze the Lion. And you are powerful. You have purpose. You have vision. You have a why. Even if you don't know why. You have a why. So be yourself. Be your true, authentic self. Purposely. You did. Mm-hmm. As I always say, walk in peace and love. Bless. Thank you. <laughs>